Okay, and we're live. Yay! We. Ooh. Happy Valentine's uh, Eve. Happy Love Eve. Tomorrow love will exist, and then it goes away. Yeah. Yep, one day a year. That's it. <laughs> That's how one it goes. Year of love. Yep. Is that is that what the leap year is? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's that's a bonus day. You never know what to expect on that day. <laughs> they say all emotions run rampant on on the leap year day. That's the that's the day of the purge. <laughs> <laughs> the emotional purge or the physical purge? I feel like it could be both. I haven't seen those movies. I feel like it's probably both though. <clears throat> okay. Makes me real makes me real happy. I'm gonna be in Boston at PAX East during the purge. That seems Sounds like a bad safe. place to be during the purge. Sure does. <laughs> All right. Well, how have you guys been the last week? Eh. I've been sneezing. I'm a sorry. Lot today. I, I, I... Really? <clears throat> yeah. I don't know why. I don't. I don't feel sick. I don't feel like tired. But it's not I really a pressure change going on right now that I can tell. Nope. So, no, nope. I hope I'm not getting allergic to cats or something because that would be a real bad time. That would. <laughs> what makes you think it's that? I I don't. <laughs> this okay. seems like just as good an answer as anything else. I guess. Sure. Wild speculation is the best speculation, after all. Yeah, that's true. I was in shorts earlier this week. That was pretty great. Nice. Um, Today, though, I was like, I had to wear pants. It, it got cold again, but it was up to 22 for a couple days there. Uh, so no complaints here. That was pretty, pretty awesome. Been kind of cold here. Nothing to report in Canada. It was in the positives today, so some snow melted. Yeah, yeah that's true. I have I a friend currently in the Ottawa airport who has had his plane delayed no less than 10 times today Oof. because of... Weather, wow! Uh, over at his destination. To be fair, they keep only delaying it by like thirty minutes, which would lead yeah. to a higher number of delays. Um, so he's actually only like had his plane delayed about four hours or four or five hours. I think I'm I kind of lost track. Sure. Um, but could you imagine ten different times being told a new time? That, yeah, that that's happened to me the before. Worst. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst, for sure. That sounds absolutely Literally miserable. live that. Literally live through that. Nice. Very good. It sucked. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw Birds of Prey. All right, so how Ooh, is this? Okay. I keep hearing good things, but, like, it's not performing well? Yeah, I, I also... Yeah, huh. what was that headline? It was, like, um, like the lowest DC opening ever. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the higher rated DC movies, too, or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Which is that's it's not hard to to like beat, I guess, the scores if we're mm-hmm. ignoring like, you know, the Nolan trilogy, you know, kind of the current DC era. Um, How it was Shazam do? I, I'm just wondering because they've kind of started on a, like an upturn back up with that. Right. And now this Shazam, I think the upturn would have got been, a sequel, so it did well enough. I guess well, so, should, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I think the first good one was like Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah. And I don't think Aquaman's a bad movie. Yeah. Did that do well? 
because it doesn't seem. I to think me Aquaman like did it did extremely Aquaman. well. It did Weird. super well because they have like three mm-hmm. Aquaman spinoff sequel stuff planned already. That's so weird to me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not even because I think it would be bad, but it's just like, who fucking cares about Aquaman in this day? Damn. All right. Um, But I mean, also, like, look at Suicide Squad. That's one of the worst to. movies I've ever seen. It's easily one and of the worst movie movies. And that movie made a shit ton of money. Yeah. That's a terrible like, holy movie. smokes. Which, you know, good tie-in. That's the, it got a spinoff in Birds of Prey. Yeah, so I heard the big maybe criticism people have of this is that, like, we know Harley Quinn, but she's still the center of this movie, and they don't focus enough on the actual Birds of Prey, which is kind of annoying to people. Um, Like, it seems like they're kind of, like, just there, and people were saying, I would have liked to see more of Huntress and more of... Uh, so, Huntress specifically, I think, is, like, the coolest part of the movie. Um, Mary they Elizabeth don't show Winstead. her a lot, right? Is they, what I'm. To I mean, they do show like her backstory, and and they show a little bit about her. Out of all of the birds, she gets like the least screen time. Right. Um, I don't know if it's so much like. I guess they're well. It's so it's an origin story of the birds of prey. So they only become like a team in like the, the final yeah. showdown. Sure, that's um, fair enough. I think like. You know, it's weird to say, like, are they only focusing on Harley? Because the entire subtitle of that is all about the Harley fabulous Quinn. emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it that seems like no, no shit. What are you <laughs> expecting? It's yeah. going to be mostly Harley Quinn. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like I was, like, missing out on anything. I would have preferred more Mary Elizabeth Winstead, but I'm just a yeah. I'm just a fan of Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Sure. Um, Do you care at and, all about and it just makes um, me want to watch Scott Pilgrim again before this? What was that? Did you care at all about the Birds of Prey before this, like Black Canary and Huntress? And um, only in like I've I watched uh, a bunch of like the uh, CW DC shows, so I've been I'm familiar with several of the characters in passing. I didn't realize um, they were in those. Interesting. Huh. There's a shit ton of characters in those movies. Yeah, sorry, uh, TV shows. Like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. If you're like a comic book fan, like if you like the DC stuff, those shows are like extremely respectful in all the weird ties and offbeat characters that they'll bring back. They bring in so many cameos from like the old seventies shows, like the flash who played the guy who played the flash in the seventies. He comes back in multiple episodes as a flash from a different world. Like if you're a DC fan, you, they they are like really fun to watch those yeah, TV but, shows. Yeah, but DC's always done TV right. Like remember like the cartoons they had. Smallville was a huge thing. Arrow was a huge Which, thing. Smallville, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah. So Arrow's Arrow's included in, in like the current stuff, although it's like just I think it's like just ending this year. But like I fell off all those shows a few years back because they're so like tied together and they had like five of them going. You needed to watch like yeah. a new mm-hmm. hour long episode every day to keep up. It just became too much. Yeah. Um, but I did jump on their um, – they do like the yearly crossover events where they come together and fight a big threat. And I watched this year's one because they brought like Brandon Routh back as Superman as the Superman from that movie and stuff. I did hear about uh, this, yeah. They brought the dude from Smallville, Tom Welling, as, as a Superman from another world. Like they do all this – tons of fun little stuff like that. Um so again, so yes, I was familiar with the Birds of Prey. Sure. Um, yeah. As a to make a short answer, long, very long. <laughs> okay. Um, 
<clears throat> I think what I've what I came to realize though is that I'm just not much of a fan of the Harley Quinn character. That's fair. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the movie's fine and it's fun. I just her character is kind of just like, hey, look, I'm super wacky and crazy and I killed you. Um <laughs> and I killed and it, you. <laughs> I guess that just doesn't do <laughs> a dead. ton for you're me dead. specifically. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's it's like a lot of that. So if you're looking for, you know, a lot of Harley Quinn, you're you're gonna get it, and that's cool. Sure. Um if you don't really like that character though, you know, get ready for, for a lot of that. I will say though, the choreography and the fights, very cool. They mm-hmm. do some really fun stuff. Um, so that that was definitely cool to see for sure. Uh, cool. What did you hear about this rumor that they're going to rename the movie Harley Quinn Birds of Prey? I don't know if that's actually substantiated or not, but I saw that going around the other day. Don't know oh, if that was weird. I have not seen that. That would be a weird thing to do. That would probably like sell more. Because people love Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah, actually, this is from the Washington Post. Uh, Harley Quinn's Flailing Birds of Prey suddenly changes its title. Uh, <laughs> Great. Yeah, the, the studio's <laughs> reportedly changing the title to Harley Quinn Birds of Prey at major movie chains. Interesting. Theaters such That's as AMC weird. and Regal had changed the title by Monday, yep. so apparently it already happened. It's, it's already done. If you look up, I mean, the theater near me is the Sunridge Spectrum. It says here, it's times for Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. So interesting. I'm curious weird. what that would do if it'll cause a bump. I I'm surprised who is like who doesn't know that this is a Harley Quinn movie. Everybody that's not into like this world. But so you, what you're trying to say is they know who Harley Quinn like is and no, they like I, Harley. Quinn. I don't think they necessarily even do. No. Well, then Harley this isn't Quinn. for them. So we don't have to li- to worry about them. So they're targeting. Yeah, but they have money. Clearly- so it is for them is what the studios say. <laughs> Yeah, they but the name change, the name change is nothing for for the people we're currently talking about. The name change would be mm-hmm. for people who know Harley Quinn, right? I guess so. Yeah. And wouldn't that person have probably seen any poster because it's all Harley Quinn. <laughs> if you see the, any kind of poster or marketing, it's Harley Quinn. Mhm. Um like this is basically the Harley Quinn movie and everything except for the name. Except for now. Now pro- it is all. It probably Harley does Quinn. better for SEO for search engines and stuff oh definitely there's no way it doesn't so I guess we'll see um the yeah, that's, um that's, that's chinese sure. black market and piraters will be happy that their stuff will be infinitely more searchable on the pirate bay now so that's good i definitely mm-hmm. preferred the original name i guess because that subtitle was ridiculous yeah <laughs> and and weird um i will say margot robbie does a great job again and sure. um, she was on the most recent episode of Hot Ones, and that was a pretty fun episode. I did watch that. Yep. That was enjoyable. So yep. if you're a Hot Ones fan, check out that new one. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's really bad with spicy food, so that was fun. She is. That it, It's pretty fun to watch, for sure. <laughs> the second one is, oh. she's just like, okay, that's hot. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> two hot wings in. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Um, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. Like, I... I would I would recommend it if you like comic book movies. They they do touch on her like origin story again, um, okay. which which and so that means they use footage from Suicide Squad because in Suicide <laughs> uh-huh. Squad they also do her origin story. Yeah, um, which means you get to see 
on, on like the side of the screen, the back of Jared Leto's head. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he was in that. So there's just a few moments where you're just like, "Ugh, Suicide Squad. I'm just mm-hmm. reminded of this awful movie. Why would you do that? <laughs> um. So, yeah, that was a choice. But it is what it is, I guess. She's just kind of Harley Quinn now, right? Like how you probably couldn't see Deadpool not being Ryan Reynolds anymore. Like she, that's yeah, just her role now. I think now. she's got that status now. Sure. Yeah. She's, I mean, she, she's a great Harley Quinn. She does it really sure. well. It's just whether or not you like Harley Quinn at all, I guess, is yeah, what you're getting at. Yeah, nothing like against the movie itself. I think I just don't care much for that character. And it makes me think because like. Deadpool's kind of similar. Um, so why am I, so, and maybe that's why I didn't like Deadpool 2 that much because it started getting a little too zany yeah I could see that so she's become like a parody of herself already is what you're maybe thinking of kind of like I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm thinking just like that. Yeah. That's, I'm not saying that I'm saying it's Harley Quinn like it always has been and maybe just because I got a whole bunch of it I'm just like maybe I'm realizing I don't like this character Um, but I'm sure I'll see it every Halloween for the rest of my life just like I've seen it every Halloween in the past. Yeah. For sure. More so now. Definitely more so now. Daddy's Little Monster. That's what it says on the shirt mm-hmm. for uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is a very bad movie. Oh my God, it's a, a bad movie. Yeah. It's just like so incompetently made. <laughs> Damn that movie. Holy shit. It's like a master class in what not to do. Yeah, and they like and they keep referencing it in in Birds of Prey. I shouldn't say they keep referencing it, but there's like consistent references kind of in the back whether it's like a portrait of a character from Suicide Squad like on a wanted poster or she references like getting broken out of jail um in the exact way that happened in Suicide Squad and it's like stop stop doing this. You that movie is an anchor around your neck. But it made so much money. And it got an Oscar. And it got nominated for an Oscar. That's right. Did it get nominated? I thought it won. Oh, my, you Ugh. might be right. <clears throat> and it was up against, wasn't it Um, the that Star Trek movie from that year that everyone was like, yep. that should have won? Best I remember seeing a tweet that was like this, and they showed like Harley Quinn's smeared makeup beat this. And it was like this like cool alien girl with like a shell for a head or, or something. Yep, Suicide Squad 1 versus A Man Called Ove, Star Trek Beyond as well. Uh, yep. Man, what a weird... At the world. time of this writing, it should be noticed Suicide Squad had the same amount of Oscars as La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh, man. What a time to be okay. alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just that just made me sad. Um, That's technically the first Sonic Oscar any superhero movie has won, isn't it? Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad has the only Oscar that any movie has won, that any superhero movie. No other superhero movie has even won one since. Like Avengers didn't get one. I don't think I don't think any other ones won one. Period. That I don't know about that. That seems odd, even for like special effects. Apparently only, only seven, seven superhero super- movies have ever won yeah. an Oscar. Uh, Bixler in the chat is saying that Black Panther got three Oscars. Oh, never mind. 
okay. yeah, the original Superman with Christopher Reeve got one. Or four nominations, one win. Uh, the original Batman with Michael Keaton got one nomination and one win. Spider-Man 2 uh, got three nominations, one win. The Incredibles okay, so got four nominations, two wins. Dark Knight got eight nominations and two wins. Right, the Dark Knight, yeah. Big Hero 6 got a nomination and a win. And Suicide Squad got a nomination and a win. I'm sure Aven- uh, some other Avenger movies have gotten nominations. Uh, maybe this not on the list because they didn't win. Yeah, probably. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, I'm going to see Sonic this weekend. Wish me luck. I'm excited for it. Paul, I think it'll be fun. If Paul, nothing you're else it for Valentine's Day. That's yep. That's something. Yep. I'm just happy that Ben Schwartz is out there making making bank. Getting that green. Sure. And and Jim Carrey, I'm happy he's out there too. Yeah. Sounds sounds like he's having fun. That's I hope so. Yep. I hope so. Uh let's do the podcast. It's uh it is February thirteenth. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. And uh Paul, what have you been playing? Um I guess so the only like real standalone game I've been playing is I'm che- I checked out Scourgebringer. It's that um game made by the Nero Void is f- I remember the other big game title they had uh guys which is basically like a binding of Isaac type game mixed with um some like intense platforming <clears throat> like Celeste or it actually feels a lot like Dust Force, if you remember that, where like when you hit something, you kind of like stop in midair and then you can do another jump afterwards. So it actually feels more like that. But Celeste is the easier comparison. Uh, for, I've been for hearing a lot, a lot of, of people comparing it to Celeste. Yeah. So what it is, is a dungeon crawler of sorts where you're playing like. On like a floor, basically like Binding of Isaac, where you have different rooms that you go to and each room has different hazards and enemies that you've got to take care of for the next room to open. And it is a roguelite. So you're just kind of going around and doing your thing and getting upgrades and whatnot. But the way it plays is you play a character with a sword and a gun. Uh, the gun kind of sucks until you get like upgrades for it. Um, so it's you, it's not usually what you go to because it has limited ammo that you have to refill by using melee attacks uh, to kind of like recharge the power in it. And the game is focused all around you doing some like crazy midair dashes and double jumps and stuff and hitting enemies or swinging your sword to stop in midair and do other jumps to other enemies and just kind of like making this giant combo chain uh, to get like rewards and stuff afterwards and to get more money and score so you can buy more stuff and whatnot. It's very cool. It's a really cool game. It's hard to describe in ways that aren't just it's Binding of Isaac meets Celeste because it's pretty apt in how like you would come across it. But really, it's a lot harder than like it doesn't have the tight platforming that Celeste does for obvious reasons. You don't need it. You're not going across like these giant perilous jumps and like pits and stuff like that. Um, And it's much faster than Binding of Isaac. So. But it's in early access right now, so I'm kind of worried that I'll play it and then they'll wipe my progress or something because it does have a rogue legacy type system in it where after every death you can buy like an upgrade to make your character stronger for the next run. 
and I've been upgrading like pretty frequently. Uh, they're pretty cheap to begin with, like the currency that you need to upgrade stuff, and they get more and more expensive as you go along. And I'm a little bit worried that I'm going to get super into it and then they're just going to be like, okay, game's out, start all over again, and then I'm just going to be like bummed out. It's kind of like what happened with Dead Cells because I was playing that in alpha, got really into it, then they wiped everything. And then I was like, well, shit. <laughs> I got to go right. back to I the feel base. Like, I feel like we always worry about that with early access, and I'm wondering if that doesn't actually happen that often. Like maybe it just happened that one time. And everyone got burned. It burned me pretty good. Yeah. Because <laughs> you would think people would like try and like avoid that in the future. And I wonder if yeah. they are and we just don't know. Yeah. I don't follow it close enough to know really. I wonder that too. Yeah. Um, I guess like the only thing that I would assume they might do it for is if that they make a giant change in how those progressive upgrades work. And then they have to re- like redo it. Or maybe they'll just give you a refund or something which would be the better way to do it. And then I can just rebuy the talents that I want. But yeah, like just give like just kind of a uh, reset your skill tree or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's a pixel art style, like fast paced dungeon crawler roguelike. So if that sounds interesting to you, I would suggest people just check it out. It is free on game. Oh, you Pass. mean an indie game? It's an indie game. Yeah, it oh, is free on game it. pass. So might as well, if you uh, have game pass, game pass PC only, I believe. Right. Yeah, so people should check that out, though. It's really cool. Um, But more importantly, maybe, last week you were asking me about GeForce Now. I said I know nothing about it, but I would come back with info. And I used it probably about 60 hours worth in the last week in different circumstances. So I know a lot about GeForce Now, and I see you've also been using it. So we can have a discussion about how yeah, good that I, thing I is. Yeah, I did about three hours so okay. i probably know about as much as you do yeah probably um, um okay based so on how fast both of us learn things <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> um geforce now for people that don't uh remember maybe is nvidia's kind of step into the cloud gaming market that supports the games that you already have on certain platforms um of which we'll talk about in news later i'm a little miffed about something but um if if you own a game that they support, you can play it using their hardware, which is obviously like better than what you can buy. Basically, it's really good hardware in the cloud, and then it's, it like yeah, but it's also it. it's also the so it's pla- it connects to your platforms, but the it, the publishers still have to give approval for their games to go through there, and they have to be optimized so, like somewhat for the net code or whatever. It's not it just takes. like here's your whole Steam library. Go no 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 not like that at all. Um, so I have an aging PC. I can feel it now. So I was excited. Like I don't have a G, um, an RTX ready card, for example, like ray tracing. So like I was, this does give people the ability to do that. And basically any setting you want, as long as you have a good internet connection and right. And that's the premium tier is you'll get access to like ray tracing and stuff. There's a free tier. Um, right i am using the premium tier because i'm not going to log it off every hour that's like incomprehensible i've just been doing the free tier i've been like this has been like my lunch breaks for the last three or four days okay for an hour yeah so i have hit the limit of the six hour premium tier multiple times this the premium tier is definitely like the thing i go for personally because that's where my library is is it daily or 
No, it's procession. So what it does is just kicks you off and says, if you want to keep playing, just resign in and you can resign in and keep playing. It's just so other people oh. can have a chance to the servers if they're overpopulated. So it would just push you back in the queue. Yeah. But currently oh, there is okay. no cure for queue for premium. So well, so I've been playing the free one and even I don't get any kind of queue. Yeah, it's pretty robust like how much they're off how much space they're offering per person it's kind of crazy i did have a queue for i think maybe five minutes the first night i tried it on the free thing and but like i've heard people say that on the free um base model they haven't had any problems at all and they can just play whenever so that's really cool um for me it's natively there's a natively built app on Android, so like it works very good with my phone. So I did a bunch of uh, phone testing with it. Obviously, I played a lot on my computer, which is my preferred way to play it. And I played some in Edmonton at my parents' house as well. On their less than optimal, probably more what normal people have on for internet in their um household. Uh, so I can talk and about. Still just all ran it. fine. There were problems with that one. Uh, So I guess the big thing is, is if you have it plugged in, you're probably fine. Um, It's really when you start getting wireless that you can start to have problems. You really need a five gigahertz um, Wi-Fi band to run any of these games decently. Luckily, if you're using it on your phone or like a newer tablet, you probably have that. So it'll work fine for you pretty much every time. Um, my parents have an older computer in the, like, in their, like, what, like, living room area, uh, that's connected by Wi-Fi because their modem is downstairs, and it would load the games that I was trying, but it was stuttering, and that's kind of unplayable in that way. It is a 2.4 gigahertz band that they're using, though, on those computers, um, even though like the internet quality is a pretty stable, like I think there's this 20 megabits down like uh, baseline. It's the jitter that really made it unplayable. So you do need a decent router and you do need some decent hardware enough to like connect. Otherwise, um, I guess like the way I've mostly been playing is plugged in with like basically unlimited download like it's not been a problem for me at all and it's been i've been able to do like 4k and all that shit and there's no issues really with it at all i was more impressed i think with the fact of how well it works on phone like i was actually pretty surprised the biggest problem i had on phone was that the screen was too small for some games to read what the text was saying easily for like what they wanted me to do in the mission um so games I tried on the phone where I tried uh, Deliver Us the Moon, which is a ray tracing uh, DirectX 12 game, and it played totally fine both on Wi-Fi and on data. Uh, I tried it both with that with like a controller, just a standard PlayStation 4 Bluetooth controller hooked up to my phone. Uh, I tried World War Z. And every time there was a horde or anything, it was totally playable, totally fine. No stutters, nothing. Uh, It was a little hard to see what I was shooting at times on such a little screen with all those zombies coming at you. But at the end of the day, they kind of just look like a flood of 
humanity or dead right, humanity sure. anyway, so you just shoot into it and hope you get something. Um, right. Assassin's Creed Odyssey works flawlessly in every way I've tried it. Um, the big, I guess, if there was any problems I had, it was all with first-person shooters that required uh, really fast response time or twitch aiming or shooting. So stuff like Counter-Strike was very, very difficult while it was supported Modern Warfare, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the one that came out last year, was basically unplayable uh, in multiplayer. Um, stuff like Overwatch is fine. And uh, even Rainbow Six Siege has been totally fine on it because it's a little more methodical and a little slower. And you can kind of get around the fact that you need to, like, twitch shoot at somebody's head that's peeking out by, like, outsmarting them and, like, shooting through a wall or a floor. So... It usually works out kind of okay, but um, stuff where you're there's always a camera moving, like first person shooters, is probably the worst it does. Everything else has been totally great. Like I'm legitimately surprised at how well this thing has performed for me. It's pretty cool when you start to think like, yeah, the screen might be small, but like if you had a tablet, yeah, that's like so portable. Mm-hmm. You just like pack a tablet and a game controller, and you just have access to like a good chunk of your PC games. Yeah. That's like a, that's a game changer there, man. Yeah. This was the first time I really felt like, Oh, maybe there is something to cloud gaming. Like this is working surprisingly well. And even on data, like I had literally nothing but my phone and my, and a controller. And I just like took the phone out, started the app up through, uh, I think I was playing world war Z on data and just like, Turned on my controller because it was already paired with my phone and was playing just like at my table. It was totally yep. fine without internet. Well, with it's, phone it's, internet. It's extremely cool. I've only been playing Temtem, which runs completely fine. Yeah. Um, it'll pop up saying the connection's getting spotty and then the game starts to just kind of artifact and get grainy. Yeah. But it doesn't slow down in any way. So that was like totally usable. I'm anxiously waiting for it to come to phones. Yep. Uh, on uh, on the, iOS, the iOS yeah. devices, <clears throat> which seems like it's just a bit harder because even xCloud just got there this week, which we'll talk about more in news and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever's slowing that down on Apple's end. Mm-hmm. But um, it's definitely real cool. And the fact that it is free is insane. It's crazy. Like, that is yeah. that is absolutely crazy. There's absolutely no reason why, like, if you're listening to this and you're interested you should just like download it and try it out because you get an hour of playtime for free. And then it, the only thing it makes you do is like, it puts you back in a queue. So after that hour, if you keep want to keep playing, you just reload it again. Um, and yeah. And like I said earlier, like I, I have yet to see a queue. Yeah. It ha- I get in immediately every single time. So sure. That's, that's gotta be fine for sure. I'm also kind of surprised like Temtem was supported so fast since it's just like a small early access thing. Yeah. As opposed to like a big publisher getting out there or whatever. So um, I, I guess so that's where the cons do come in. Your whole like all of your games are not supported. There are only certain ones. Um, that site that we looked up last week, that GFNList.com has actually been being updated pretty regularly. And uh, if you can like go to their GeForce Now main page and see what games they're adding as they announce them and whatnot. Um, so that's a huge bummer for so. It's a weird niche that this kind of covers, right? Because it's for the person who has a PC 
and can probably run these games because why would you buy a game you can't run already or like why would you have owned a game you can't run up until this point even if it's like on lower settings so it's for like a pc gamer that doesn't want to upgrade like i'm in the perfect like venn diagram here for this thing but i don't necessarily think a lot of people are you know well see i don't know if i agree with that because at this point like yeah, like, is there even a reason for me to upgrade my computer? So what if in, maybe you're not buying it so you, you can play it locally or you're not so you have like a local copy or whatever. And if you just treat it as like a cloud storefront, then it's mm. no different than Stadia. Yeah, right? but I don't Stadia know why you cloud. would do that. I don't know why you would say like buy Wolfenstein if you can't already run it like up to this point. Going forward now, you could. Well, it, it's it'd be way cheaper, right? Like if it's if it's me right now and let's say all I have is like the Android phone or whatever, right? Or sure. or just like a, a laptop for school or something. Sure. That's definitely cannot run games in, in any nice capacity. Then you wouldn't like, have the cheaper? library to care about it yet. You would probably but have I, a console. That, but that's what I'm saying. It's like if I'm starting at scratch, I could one, I could buy Wolfenstein for $60 or, you know, $40 for Youngblood, mm-hmm. right? Or I sure. could spend hundreds on a, on a computer. Uh-huh. 40 bucks let's go i don't think those are like mutually exclusive though like i'm saying that you could use this as that but i don't i think that's still a bad idea i think it's still too early to be like well rather than buy like this say console or whatever that i know will run stuff because i don't want to buy a computer i'm gonna spend like a hundred dollars on a new game for a pc that i can't play it on just because cloud gaming might work play it on we we just said it runs totally fine if you have good internet <laughs> is the thing there's still right, like well, we're ass- i mean i'm assuming the internet is going to be usable here right like if I, you don't have yeah. good internet that's a different that's a different scenario obviously i just don't know who the person is that decides they want to get into <clears throat> pc gaming by having cloud storage right away i think you would probably i think this is more for the person who already has like been outgrown like their card can no longer handle stuff and you're already in the ecosystem. So I have like a backlog that I can still play. I mean, I think at that point it's the exact same user base that Stadia is going towards people that do not have these powerful systems. Mm -hmm. um, And they have a way to get to it, uh, which is obviously a a very small percentage because we can see Stadia is not doing well. And yeah, there's the whole issue of like, I can, I can't even play this all offline. Um, but if you, but that would be the same scenario. If you don't have a gaming PC, you, you are, you can't play it offline. Right. But it it is still a cheaper solution than getting a gaming PC. But I think the reason why this this is doing okay and why people are talking about it is because it is catering to people that already have the PC games, which is why Stadia is failing. Like, I think if this was only, you can buy games through our service, it would also fail. Right, but that's not. But that's definitely not what it is. You're right. getting access to the games you have, but I could. De- Which I could is why this is still a, a niche a product, is what I'm saying. I'm I, all I'm saying is I could see a case now of like the 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 need to upgrade my PC has definitely been pushed out. Totally, yeah. Well, if you're one of the very very niche people of the niche people that need that like response time because you're MLG like pro shooter guy that you're ignoring this anyway <laughs> you have the best pc it doesn't matter right yeah right. so but like the biggest thing for me i think is just the mobile gaming aspect of like the app works totally fine on my phone i'm instantly connected to the games that i have that are supported 
and I can play this thing anywhere, basically in like yep the first world nations. <laughs> I like I didn't go try this in like the middle of Africa somewhere, so there is that. But yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. And I I said the same thing about Stadia when I got it. Like there's something really cool about just going to the website and, and having boom, it. Destiny's running sure like, immediately. That was yep. cool. Yep, yep. It's very it's surprisingly very very good. Uh, so what? So you've only been playing Temtem on it? I mean, this sounds like a great way yeah. to play Temtem. The way like Pokemon yeah, I mean, play. That's, just, just... That's, that's like the PC game I'm playing right now. So yeah, yeah that's the one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything more to say about G4. Oh, I guess the other thing. If you sign up now for their founders thing or whatever, you get 90 days for free and they don't charge you the first payment until the 90 days is up. So my first payment doesn't go through until May. So, so I could. Right, and that's $5 a month is the payment, which I think yeah. they've said that price will go up. So if it's something you're thinking of in the future, you can kind of lock yourself in now. Grandfather to that pricing. Yeah. And get kind of grandfathered in. Yeah. So definitely uh, look at that. I don't think they have any kind of dates on when anything would happen and whatnot. No. Um, and then if you don't like it, like I'm think I'm assuming I could probably cancel any time before they charge me and I won't get charged. So there is a way to get premium to for like 90 days, basically risk free. You just got to be on top of your shit if you do that. Uh, I think people should check this out. It's free. Like what yeah, harm could no, it do definitely. you as long as you have the games to play on it? Uh, what else have you been playing though? That's all for me. Well, I was going to ask you real quick. Are you yeah. now going to pick up a controller clip? No. Well, no plans. So, if like I'm in a store and I see one, it's probably an impulse buy. I'm not going to go out of my way for one. Cause like, what's your, how does it look when you're playing on your phone? Do you just have it like propped up against like a, a water bottle or something? No, I have this right. Like a little like trifold thing. And I just. Put it on and then the you're desk. just hunched over looking real close at it. Yeah, you know, like a real gamer. Yeah, no, dude, you need you need the <laughs> clip and then it sits right on top of the controller. I'm telling you, man, these things are like eight bucks. Um. Anyway, uh, John, why don't you talk about what you've been playing? Sure. Uh, I really haven't played one thing. It's the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake still uh, halfway through playing on the hard difficulty. Uh, it's gotten easier now because I've actually got some items to mitigate damage. Uh, I've got two fairy bottles now. Uh, sure, for those yeah. who don't know, uh, hard mode does not have any health drops at all, but there are fairy fountains around the world that do have fairies in them. So you can just store them in your bottles and you can still buy the, uh, the revive cream or whatever you want to call it. So Ew. basically as long as you're mitigating, like you have enough money to keep going with the revives and you're keeping attention to the fairy bottles because the fairy bottles do not activate automatically. You have to use them like a potion, uh, Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's not bad after that. Basically, I have died 12 times, and I'm definitely past the halfway point of the game. Did you go to that color dungeon and get the tunic? Yeah, I got the blue tunic. Right on. So damage is halved, so now it's the normal damage of normal mode. Nice. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Yep, that's all I've been playing. All right. Um, I've been playing a couple things. Uh, first off is uh, I went back to some... Forza Horizon 4, specifically to play through the Lego DLC. Okay. Tell me all about it. Um, yeah, it's it's real good. Okay. I'm going to try and pull up a video. Although, Paul, I don't think you can look at YouTube videos when we're doing the show, right? Uh, I can search it in a different window here. Just tell me what to let me, search. Let me try and 
uh, let me try and find this for you guys because the intro video to this thing is like pretty incredible. Okay. Oh, this guy's gonna like talk over it. Shut up, dude. Yeah. Videos in 2020. Yeah, I think I found it. I just gotta get through this. Hang on, come on. Okay, yeah, this is it. Uh, you're gonna probably want to skip to about the 130 mark. I'll pop this in the chat as well in case people okay. want to watch. I can watch it if watch, from there. Watch it all at home. Um, so you guys should watch this. So this is everything's built in Lego except like like the world. The world is still like the world, but there'll be like Lego trees and fences and whatnot that you can drive through. They also add a a radio station that only plays everything is awesome. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> which was which is pretty silly to uh come across but like it is just so uh like fun and happy cuz cuz like you're you're just driving lego cars and the computers will drive non lego cars and it's like what are you even doing why would you not drive a lego car but they're pretty good cars they're pretty fun the everything pops apart real well the map is like split into like here's the desert area and it's all Lego desert bones and and stuff like that. There's a racetrack, there's like a city and then a like a forest. Um it looks super gorgeous. It's it's really fun. There's like a the progression is based around it's almost it almost looks like the Smash Bros challenges um screen where if you do specific things you can you know like the thing will pop and then you'll unlock something Mm -hmm. but what you're unlocking is more brick parts and then as you complete as you get like 200 brick parts or 300 whatever it is you get to work on building your lego house which isn't actually like um like building what you want it whatever you want it's more just like you get to this stage now your house is going to look like this you get to this stage now you get a garage so that's kind of fun as well um, what's really great about this like Lego intro video is it definitely knows how silly this game is. And it like, s- like it break, you break, th- it slows down at the right moments. Like it is such a good intro to this DLC. It's so fun. Breaking through You're that driving, flag was great. That was dr- awesome. breaking through the flag. Yeah. Like, and then there's, there's like a spaceship that flies by. Yeah. Like this is good. They know exactly what they got here. And it's like, oh, I am so ready to just drive some life size Lego cars around. Um, Huge, weird skeleton bones you're driving through. There's the Lego ghosts show up from time to time. That's delightful. It is just like it is nonstop fun. I, I can't recommend this expansion enough. So if you have Forza Horizon 4, definitely check out the Lego expansion. This is very um, cool. Those high def Lego blocks, though, damn. Yeah, it's funny because the last quest, or uh, yeah, basically like the last quest you get in the career for this DLC. So I guess spoilers if you're worried about <laughs> this, the quote unquote story mode for this Lego DLC. Yeah, is people on the social media for the Horizon event or whatever. Um, they don't believe that this is real because it's Lego. They don't believe you guys. We you guys are actually driving around in life size lego blocks um so you have to do like 12 different races that are all titled like could a fake car do this and it's just you driving like really fast for like 80 seconds straight without crashing um so it is just extremely silly and fun and they definitely like 
have the exact right attitude for what you would want from this. Yeah. And man, I'm just having so much fun watching this intro thing again. This car just drove through a field and a bunch of Lego flowers started coming, like breaking up behind the wheels and and, stuff. Very cool. And like, there will be like Lego cows and stuff that'll just run across the road in by like bouncing because they're Lego, obviously. Yeah. Are those Lego ghosts? What the fuck was that? Yeah, the Lego ghosts show up. <laughs> All right. There's pirate ships that are off the side of the beach. They're just there. Why not, right? It's very cute. This is very good. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, man. It's, can't recommend it enough. Um, and while I was in there, I was like, yo, I got to try out that Battle Royale mode. Yeah, how is Cause it? Because I, I I need to see what that is, and that's also just really silly and and fun. I think it works. Like, why not? Like, it works enough. It's just racing against. Um, like, you have to stay in the zone, right, the whole time, basically. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. battle royale. Yeah. Um. But so you you just you start and like in one spot, you basically pick where you want to start. There's no like jumping out of the bus or anything like that. You just start. Okay. Everyone has the same car, so you're just driving around. And you'll see like drones that are kind of all like there'll be like three drones with banners on them kind of in one spot. And if you drive over there, it'll be like, oh, there's a new car right here and you can choose to swap to it. Okay. And there's just like a real big like you're level one. There's this car here and it's a level three. And it's like, oh, I want to I want the higher level car. It's Uh just going to do better. Yeah. So you're just trying to find these these car drops basically to swap up. And that's the that's the equivalent of like. I'm getting better loot as I go around. Gotcha. Okay. Then as you're driving around, you'll see on your mini map, other players. And if you go up to them and then like click in the left stick, you'll challenge them to a race. And I think they like, you like have to accept or something like that. Oh. Um, then it's, then it becomes a one-on-one race to get to just one point and which can really suck. Cause sometimes you guys are like driving towards each other and the, and the event starts and it's behind you. Oh. And it's like, man, that pr- you have to just like rip a UE hard and try and catch up. But it, you could also have been challenged by someone who has a higher level car. And there's just nothing you can do about that. And you have to just hope that you're like a, a better driver or B are taking like the right shortcuts through the fields yeah, and stuff like that. Um, and then whoever wins the race gets to decide to keep their car or take yours. And the loser is just out of the, out of the game. Can you just park your car like under a tree or in some bushes until like there's one person left and then challenge them so you could but you're still going to show up on the mini map as just like a, <laughs> oh. a blip like someone so will no camping, see you basically yeah yeah gotcha. you can't really camp i mean you could try and like you can definitely try and run away from people yeah but if they have a better car they're probably gonna catch up to you i was just wondering um, if there's like a clause that like if you stop for more than like 10 seconds you blow up or something but okay i don't think so i mean i also didn't try just sitting yeah, there sure because you're because you're constantly looking for those better cars sure so that so that you can then find someone worse than you and just school them in a race. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's silly and fun though. Like why not? I'm I'm pretty glad that they did it. Um and they even have um they even made a bunch of VO for the Battle Royale as well that is equally silly. Um so they're just like Force Horizon 4 is such a good game. Uh those developers just they know exactly the vibe they should be doing cool um so that was my that was forza horizon 4 uh the other game i'm playing is children of morta yeah and that is a tremendous game beautiful that is game extre- that is extremely my shit holy smokes the more i play that game the more i'm just like wow 
like they just keep adding new and new stuff as I'm going through yeah. to the point where I was like, you know, you guys could have stopped and I would have been happy, <laughs> but you're just like making this game deeper and better. So children of Morta is a roguelike um, or a roguelite. I don't know. Anyway, it plays basically like the um, uh, like the combat sections of Moonlighter where it's top down procedurally generated dungeons uh, you just kind of got to make your way through it. There'll be a boss at the end of the dungeon. Mixed with like, I don't know, some like risk of rain because you constantly are getting these upgrades attached to yourself where you're doing tons of d- weird stuff. I guess Binding of Isaac is another good example. Yeah. Um, although it looks more like Moonlighter because it is pixel art. Sure. Um, which I'm kind of at a part where I'm just like, okay, yeah, another pixel art dungeon crawler it's, roguelike. Children you know, of Morta is so different though. It's beautiful. Like, it's crazy. I don't know. If, I wouldn't say it's that different. I will say the hub, your your, your house, yeah. that part is beautiful. And obviously, they put a ton of detail on that because you keep coming back and to that. And the intro area. It makes a really good first uh, impression. What's really unique about Children of Morta, though, is every time you finish a run, the story, like, progresses in yeah. some way, which is actually crazy. Because I think of stuff like Dead Cells. I think of... um you know, Moonlighter, where it's like you finish a run and it's just like, all right, go again, do better next time. Or Moonlighter, you know, if you finish a specific dungeon, the story will actually progress. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just like basically nothing's changed. Just go play the game again and hope you do better. Right. Yeah, you're a bit stronger, but nothing like there's barely a story to this. This one, it's like there is a whole family and, and you play as the different characters in the family when you when you go out in your quests into the dungeons. Um, the story constantly is progressing and moving and you're learning backstories every time you come back. Like, yeah. like the game is actually moving forward and that is extremely, extremely cool. You're unlocking new rooms to your big house. Um, you start with two characters and I'm up to four characters now cause family members are coming back from like going out on quests. Family members are like growing up and now it's like, yes, we're going to need you to help fight with us. Like, I'm getting I'm progressing just because I'm just playing the game and not just because I'm like beating stuff. Like even if I'm dying, this pr- story is just moving along, which is really cool. So the latest one you and got is the of, sun, the rogue sun. Or see the third one. I you haven't. I, so you get so you start with uh, the dad and then and the daughter. Yeah. Um, and then and just while I'm talking about the characters, I will say the characters also all play so differently. Yeah. And that's also really cool because I even like one of my friends is playing it and I even texted them being like, why would I ever not play as the first guy? Like I've already put so much time into upgrading his skill tree. <clears throat> mm. And my friend was like, oh, that first guy sucks. You have to play some of the other ones. And he's right. That first guy does suck because the second girl, Linda, who has the bow. That, it, get, it turns into like a dual joystick shooter. Hell yeah. yeah it changes how that. that plays for sure. I also um, like that the, the upgrades get, give you a passive family upgrade. So like no matter right, who so you're upgrading. Is, yeah. You, you, the skill tree works like you are upgrading one character. But every time you put a set number of upgrades into one character, you will unlock a family trait. So everyone in the family gets it. So even though I moved away from that first guy early on, I hadn't unlocked his family trait yet. So I went back and did one more run with him just to get his first family trait so that the character I actually want will have more health. Sure. So there's, there's a reason to be jumping around every character and that's cool. Like I haven't seen that before either. 
Um, to go back to your question, though, the third character you get is the son who is into okay. knives, Kevin. I think his name's Kevin. Yeah. Um, that guy rocks. Holy smokes, that guy's fun to use. Um, and then I just got, like, the eldest brother who comes back and he's all, like, sick and bleeding. And then after a right. couple of runs, he's, like, ready to fight again and help out. And he seems to be, like, some kind of, like, monk. He's like, a monk, kung fu. yeah. I don't like um, him that so much, but, yeah. I didn't play him yet. I haven't seen him. Sure. Um, but I really like Linda and Kevin. Dude, Linda is so good. Very fun. She's <laughs> Linda's so, so good. good. Kevin as well, though. Like, Linda's like, I'm gonna hang back and just snipe everyone. Kevin's like, Yo, just come to me. I'm gonna. I'm literally a blender. Let's go. Yeah. And like, it's a it's a totally different way to play the game, and that is so cool to see that. Yeah. Um, and you're finding like, you know, prisoners in the dungeons that'll unlock like shops for you and stuff like that. It is just extremely, extremely cool. And it's been a while since, and because of, based on like the run nature of it, like I'm definitely doing the whole, okay, just one more run. Okay. Yeah. Just one more run. Let, I can do just like, it's just 10 minutes, maybe 15. One, let's do one more run. I'm having a, a tremendous time with the children of Morda. That is extremely my shit. Um, arguably to say like that might've made my top 10 last year at this rate. Oh, um, wow. You're getting really into it. That's a great I'm game. Super into yeah. it. it is just, yeah, it is like hitting everything I want from it. Um, that's on Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, cannot recommend Children of Morda enough right now. Yeah, it's very, very good. But that's what I've been playing. Uh, let's do some news. This podcast is long. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of news, too. Oh, okay. Um, so first piece of news, they're <coughs> going to be announcing a date, but Magic the Gathering Arena, the uh, their version of Hearthstone, basically, for Magic the Gathering, is coming to mobile, and I think it's New York... Toy Expo? What is it here? Um, New York Toy, Toy Fair? Fair on the 21st, so a week from us recording this, basically. They're going to be giving more information, so if you're into Magic the Gathering, check that out. This is what I was pissed out pissed off about. So one night, I go to bed after adding... So I went to gfnnowlist.com. I added every game I own on that list that's supported onto like my list or whatever for GeForce now just in case I ever want to just try something randomly um and that included a bunch of Blizzard games well the next day I wake up and all my fucking Activision Blizzard games are gone because they were pulled from the <laughs> from the thing so they no longer see are this, on there hmm? uh, which is odd um I didn't like follow up too much with the news stories about this but it was seeming like people were saying you know, this is weird. They were in there for the whole beta period, uh, and GeForce even went and connected with each publisher to be like, hey, we're going public with it, or still thumbs up. Mm-hmm. And apparently there was a thumbs up, and then there was a thumbs down. So I'm wondering kind of what happened. Yeah, I'm wondering too. People are speculating that it's because they have an agreement already with Google for something or some weird rights, but... Well, those games aren't on Stadia. Yeah, so i don't know what those so people what? are saying what does that even mean nope i don't know other people are speculating maybe they're gonna try their own version of this and i mean f- whatever uh so i was pissed off because i wanted to try more call of duty before the podcast just to see if like maybe i could get it to where it's playable in multiplayer so you don't have to worry about that being kind of a fucking shit show anymore because that's not even available on geforce now um also not available, I was going to play some Crash Bandicoot, the Insane Trilogy. It's no longer available. Neither is Spyro. 
remastered. I mean, this is a thing where it's like, if this gets enough momentum, publishers will come on board. Totally. Because it'll be like the good look for their fans. Totally. Let me tell you what it's actually done, though. If you go to the GeForce Now thing, the guy who, like, is posting announcement and saying, unfortunately, they pulled... That guy is being fucking harassed and saying, well, GeForce now is fucking dead. Good job, idiots. It's like, wait, what? Blizzard pulled it. They don't, they want yeah, them This has here. nothing to do with GeForce. <laughs> it's on a publisher basis. What are you talking basically about? The inter- yell at Blizzard. Basically, the internet sucks, and I'm mad about it. Um, Blizzard's dead. Also, this- no, GeForce is dead. <laughs> Blizzard also never dies. Is, I bet the people yelling are probably in, like, the free tier. Totally. So they literally have, like, helped nobody else. Totally. Except themselves. <laughs> Totally. Fuck those people. Fuck Blizzard. I'm just mad. Um, I put this down because somebody was saying Pokemon Home is now available. I don't know what this it means because yep. I don't do anything with that. But this is their hub thing, right? This is their way to like transfer and store extra Pokemon and, and swap right. them between games and such. But that's on the Switch. Yes. It's also on phones. There's a there's a mobile version of it too. Also, something about uh, Professor Oak with glasses or something dumb looking. Oh, Grand Oak. I was seeing Grand, oh, yeah, no. Oak, Grand going Oak around. Oak, Oak is the character, but he looks like a weird, like, Doc Brown from the future look. Yeah, that's a good... Yeah, with, like, really long hair. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Which I am for. Like, that's a great role model. <laughs> sure. Um, I just wanted to grab this news. So, they're... Adding uh, some new games to the NES and SNES Switch Online library. Uh, for SNES, it's Poppin' Twin B, which is dope, and Smash Tennis, which I don't really care about. But more importantly, on NES, they're adding Shadow of the Ninja, which I'm stoked about because I love that game. And Eliminator Boat Duel, which I've never heard of before. So I've never heard of any of these Eliminator games. Boat Duel is kind of eh. <laughs> it sounds like Are you excited probably. about any of these, John? Uh, Poppin' Twin B is good. Yep. It's weird, though. The two All SNES right. editions are never came out in North America. So, or at least I don't think that's cool. I don't think the tennis game did. And I know Pop and Twimmy did. I'm sure people were clamoring for it. Hmm. Okay. Um, going to the bigger news stuff that happened this week. So there was a leak where that showed from the ESA that shows what companies are participating in E3 this year, in E3 2020, or at least who's confirmed. I did not see this. Okay. So the participating companies that are confirmed are Activision Publishing, Amazon Game Studios, Bandai Namco Entertainment America, Bethesda, Capcom, Epic, uh, Calypso Media Group, NCSoft, RDS Industries, Sega, Square Enix, Take-Two, Tencent, THQ Nordic, Ubisoft Entertainment, Unnamed VR by Paracosma, Cosma? I've never even heard of them, Um, Warner Bros. Interactive, and Exceed Games. Okay. Yeah, that's... Just a basic leak. I guess more importantly, though, so those are who's going to E3. Jeff Keighley said he will not be for the first time yeah, in its existence. Yeah, that's super weird. Can someone remind me, what is Jeff Keighley's presence usually at E3? He runs he like a major... the main show. Yeah. What's the main show? The what's E3 it called Coliseum, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Or, uh, sorry, I guess he produces like, it. <laughs> yeah, he used to be like he used to run game trailers back then, and like then it just turned into a whole like sideshow on was it on TV channels or was it just online? <clears throat> I don't remember. Are but these like uh, live streams because I usually watch like live streams, the yeah. Publisher the platform live streams, and right. Jeff Keighley's not on. No, those, he has so, nothing I mean, to do with as those. As far as I'm concerned, he has everything to do with the actual E3 content, though. 
like so to me as a viewer it doesn't matter. changed sure sa- with sans keely <laughs> i guess more importantly it's just kind of one of those things where he seems to be not stoked and maybe has some information about what the esa is doing sure. but that he won't obviously divulge for obvious reasons um, i agree it is another like added to the list of like what's going on with e3 for sure like yeah. he's, he's a media person i was just kind of confused of like i don't remember him doing much at e3 but okay. Yeah. Um, so he posted this on Twitter directly after he says he posted a tweet saying, if you have questions, I'm happy to answer here. And people have been kind of asking like, what the hell is going on or whatever. And he's like, tons of factors. I, I don't feel good about where that company is going. Basically. It's just like, well, that could mean anything, <laughs> but that's not, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I can't think of a reason to feel good about the ESA after they leaked all those people's contact information yeah. and then did dick all about it. Totally. So they, sure. they burned a lot of goodwill there. A yeah, lot. Like, oh, I, also, I maybe Jeff yeah. Keighley noticed that it's like, hey, I kind of run the new E3 bitch at the end of the year. <laughs> mm. Like, Maybe he's just like, I don't even fucking need these clowns anymore. I never at the leak end of his, like, people's... <laughs> at the end of his, like... At the end of his tweet that said, I'm not going to E3, it just said, hashtag the game awards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. It's just another one of those things, though, that's like, it's the end of an era. Like, I know we keep talking about, like, E3's dying. When somebody as prominent as Jeff Keighley that's been going since it was created is just like, no, nah, I kind of fuck that thing, right? It's just like, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I, I would say Sony is more prominent than Jeff Keighley at E3. And totally. It's just another last year. It's just another nail, though. You know, it's for sure. It is. It is another one. Um, I bet there's still somehow at least three more E3s. I don't know about three. Yeah. I'd say at least two. I guess we'll find out. Yep. I feel like everyone says E3 is done and they've been saying that for like the last decade. Yeah, roughly. Since like Nintendo stopped going and it keeps going. So who knows? Yep. Okay. Um, Epic Games hired a new person uh, as president, Adam Sussman, who was a VP at Take-Two, EA, Disney, and Zynga. But more maybe importantly, he was the former... Chief Digital Officer of Nike. Okay. Why Ugh. is this news? Because, I don't know. It's just weird that he seems Did he to something be like... Cool at Nike? He took a VP role at the Four Horsemen of uh, Microtransactions and is now working at Epic Games. <laughs> so, there you go. Hey, I'm, I'm sh- he probably knows his shit. Yeah, he's probably very good at businessing. Also, he's not new to the yep. like gaming industry at whole, in okay. whole. I just found it funny that his last thing was Nike <laughs> basically coming over. All right. Um, Reggie fils used to work at Pizza Hut. Yeah. The Bigfoot. That was his idea. Anyone remembers that? I do remember that. Bigfoot was great, but also not. Uh, Need for Speed's going back to Criterion. So that might get good again is at it, some point. Well, we'll see. This is super weird. This is super weird. So you have to think like, 
Criterion isn't Criterion that made true. Burnout Paradise that's or true. the Burnout games anymore. That that studio is has basically like shifted to something like those people have left and moved on. It's a completely different studio. Sure. So that doesn't like give me much hope. Um, and also a lot of people that were in Criterion that moved to Ghost Games, mm-hmm. they were already the people you would want working on Need for Speed games. And and we were getting these bad games. But now we have people so that it, are working on Battlefront and Battlefield 5 doing it. Yeah, so it sounds like <laughs> Ghost Games isn't exactly getting closed. It's just becoming like a development resource for EA properties. Mm-hmm. Basically, and then whatever whoever's at Criterion is making Need for Speed. I think it also said somewhere that some of the people in Ghost Games would also be moving to Criterion. Mm, that makes which I guess are maybe the more like racing focused people I'm just trying to see if that's in this article but I think it was in the one that I read EA in the statement said it would transfer some positions from Gothenburg Sweden to Criterion located in England so so yeah like I it's I don't even know what to think as like the big like burnout person because like I just feel like the team you want making Burnout Paradise 2 do- no longer exists. Those people have left the company. They've spread out. Like, those people aren't around anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there were going to be making a new Burnout Paradise, it would be it would be brand new people, which, you know, still could be fine. That doesn't say it's bad necessarily. They also don't mention Burnout here. They're just talking about Need for Speed. Yeah. So my interest is already nowhere near <laughs> as high as it could be if we were talking about the burnout IP. Specifically, sure. Um, this next thing I pulled specifically for you because I don't give a shit about it at all. But Prince of Persia, The Dagger of Time, which is a VR escape room, is coming. Yeah, this was this was definitely like a fun like reading the tweet, seeing new Prince of Persia VR escape room what the hell is this and i definitely like tweeted out like this is a real monkey paw (laughs) curling scenario of like (laughs) totally yep like i almost say where's my new prince of persia once a month on this show and then and then this comes out yep i don't even so it's called the fortress of time somehow it takes place within the sands of time trilogy Whatever that means for an escape room. Yep. The prince is going to show up and be like, I hope I don't get an evil doppelganger in the future, and then jumps away. (laughs) (laughs) A little on the nose. (laughs) Yeah, like, what what is, how how do you put an escape room in the middle of a, I don't don't even understand what that means. Anyway, and then it's like a collaborative VR escape room where you can mess with time. That sounds like it would be kind of a cool VR thing. Yeah, and they're probably just throwing the Prince of Persia name on it to get more eyes on it. Yeah, but it's like, don't do that to Prince of Persia, man. Yep. That guy deserves better. Too late. I want to check this he out. Sa- he saved the world <laughs> countless times. Jake Gyllenhaal played him in a movie. Yep, I want to check it out. It's coming to two places in Calgary, so maybe is it actually? Oh, really? Wait, it is. It's coming to V Arcade on Seventy Eighth Avenue Southeast and V Arcade. 32nd Avenue Northeast, apparently. Oh, uh, if you go to their main site, for people listening to this, you can actually... There's a map of where it'll be located, and you can check out to see if it'll be near you. It's also coming to Lethbridge, which I found interesting. 
It looks like they're just going to anywhere that actually has a VR arcade, basically. Pretty much. Yep. I mean, why wouldn't you? This is probably just going to be on Steam. You probably do not need to have played any yep. of the previous Prince of Persia games in order to enjoy the Dagger of Time. F- fuck that. Yep. I should have an edge <laughs> up because I know how to properly use his, like, chain whip thing. Players are summoned by the Fortress of Time by uh, Kylina to stop an evil Magi. Kylina restores and gives the Dagger of Time to the players so they can reach the Hourglass Chamber and use it to stop the Magi. Uh, this might be surprising to you, but there is a one near me. That's Yeah, that's very surprising. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you guys will have to report back. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna boycott this on principle. Sign Bob, if you want to figure out a time to go do this, I'm down. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about it for sure. I don't know if it's even here yet, but we'll see. It says coming soon, so who knows what that means? I'll call around maybe. Um, a couple weeks ago, I talked about that little big planet um, PC restitch thing, little big planet restitch or whatever, getting official support from the creators of the original game. Well. Sony decided nah, and they cease and desist. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course they did. Uh, yep. So that is officially officially dead. But they could use those resources to do their own thing. Um, I'm sure the community will find something to do with the time that they've sunk into it so far. But uh, yeah, that's dead. Okay, this other stuff I didn't grab. Let's, um, yeah, let's talk about the important news. Anthem. Yeah, we talked about this already i think a few weeks ago yeah they said that they were redoing it and this is just confirmation no this came out this week this came out this week look back this was definitely talked about where they were doing an overhaul (laughs) they've they've talked they've talked they've mentioned it but now this is like the official like here's the plan here's the here's okay uh, i see blog post they just said in past yeah we're we're not letting go of anthem (laughs) <laughs> this is the blog post of making it like official. Hey, we are rehauling everything. Um, I guess that's good news. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. know if I'll go back to it. Yeah, um, agreed. I'm. I, I'll probably go back to it just like for curiosity's sake of like, what is an overhauled anthem? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. What do they turn that game into? Similar to like, you know, I did go back to No Man's Sky when they turned that around when they came out with their next update and it was good so sure this might be great sure. like knows? it's this is not unprecedented destiny did it siege did it like yeah games come back all the time um yeah uh, so i'm just i'm just interested to kind of see what this will be what like i would love for anthem to be a game that i want to play yeah a game worthy of my free time i would love that more than anything i haven't felt that since about a week before that game actually came out when i played the beta and was like oh no Um, okay (laughs) so cool to see that like ea is all on board with them turning it around but ea is like no shocker with this either like they are turning battlefront 2 around so you know they're they're yep for sure. They seem to have it in their hearts, I guess. Yep. Uh, Half-Life Alex got a release date today of March 23rd. Cool. So get ready. That's coming. Yeah. Uh, cool. I really wish there was a PSVR one. I'm just so curious. I just want to like play it have, just for the curiosity. Sake. Have you like considered looking into how you can get that running on PC? Because you can. I just don't know how. I haven't looked into it. Get a PSVR running on PC? Yeah, there's a bunch of people that have done that. I don't know if it's good, oh. but... 
it's it's probably not. I like. I, I also feel like I'm going to be missing out because I have the bad controllers and the oh. bad VR camera. Like oh, yeah. PSVR is like the low end of the VR stuff. True. So I'm just going to sit here crossing my fingers, hoping one day Sony strikes a deal with Valve. Sure. Um, you know, I'm working to talk about Stadia less, but I feel like <laughs> it is still important to kind of touch on major milestones. You're the one that uh, this supports week. it. <laughs> Three yeah, of us. You're the, you're the backer. <laughs> I want to talk about it less, but here we go. <laughs> well, Stadia is just so depressing and like yeah. G-Force is over here eating its lunch right in front of it. Um, but you know, Stadia is, is still exciting and i and i i think it's important to like i said talk about some of their major milestones sure they're gonna have more uh, exclusive games that's the thing this week they announced five new games coming three of which um are gonna be first on stadia the games are lost woods panzer dragoon remaster god damn yeah. it which that's surprising i don't know if that's a first on stadia one that's also the only one that doesn't have like a trailer surprisingly in this blog post <laughs> great all right um, well i thought that was supposed to be first on switch that's kind of why i'm like you've got to be kidding me well so it, it it's hard for me to tell what like okay um lost woods is a first on stadia serious sam collection that is not a first on stadia nope. stacks on stacks on. bracket on stacks <laughs> yeah that's so good is a first on stadia and then spitlings which this is the only one I didn't watch the trailer for is also a first on Stadia. So so um, Panzer Dragoon remake is not a first on Stadia. So it could be coming elsewhere as well, Take or it could also be elsewhere. I'm not following Panzer Dragoon. I am. That's why I was like, God damn it. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, to be fair, that free version is supposed to be launching coming soon. You could still access Stadia. You do not need to buy a device for it. You could just buy the game and play it on your computer. Yeah, I'm good with not supporting Stadia. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's not like they, like, hurt you. They might have. You never don't. You don't know. You know my life. <laughs> I mean, okay. I don't. Did they hurt you, John? I can't tell you that. Tell us where Stadia touched you on the doll. For legal reasons, don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> your lawyer your lawyer said not to answer that in in public yeah um i don't know uh these games don't look great the ones that are first on stadia but at least they're getting more exclusives which is what they need mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to draw any eyes uh more interestingly though xcloud finally has come to ios the, cool. the phone platform that matters yeah um as i like to call it Yep. Weirdly enough, though, um, you have to kind of like back your way in through it through the test flight app, which is like the beta uh, app on iOS. Um, so it's not like fully there. It's also only for a certain number of people. Luckily, I saw like the headline early, so I was able to get in. It, there's only one game on it. and It's Master Chief Collection. Oh, all right. I, sure. Which is fine. I might actually like finish Halo 2. We like just recently talked about how it's the only one I haven't finished. But like now that I kind of can just play it on my phone, maybe I'll just finish Halo 2. Um, I can, I can say it was running fine on, on, um, Wi-Fi for the five minutes I played it and the 10 minute long cutscene I watched. Um, but this is just kind of why I bring up er earlier that like getting this streaming stuff on uh, Apple seems to be some kind of weird achievement. Um, cause xCloud is extremely slowly making its way there in, in piecemeal. So who knows, but 
Glad to see it's coming. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and the last little bit of news is that Division 2 is getting a serious update next month. I'm so fucking stoked. Expansion, boys, going back to New York. Yeah, New York. Um, I forgot the name of it already. Warlords of New York. Warlords of New York. Yes. Uh, March 9th, there's going to be a free update. Maybe it's already out there. Uh, no. Yes. Yes. As of yesterday, a free update, which would give you uh, uh, two missions to play that are preludes to this um that'll be free for everyone on the 19th and then a 30 dollars expansion warlords of new york uh comes on march sorry did i say 9th earlier it's march 3rd yeah which is it part of the year one pass no it's a different expansion it's a new thing completely it's also raising the uh level cap by like 10 i think to 40 yep yeah um so i might be i might dive into some more division who knows yeah See how I'm feeling. March 3rd? March March is going to be a crowded month, though, so I don't know if... Man, uh, I can't pre-purchase Murder by Numbers. What the fuck? Just, like, get, let me give you the money so that when this is out, I can play it. What's so hard about that? Sure. Ugh. Yeah. Take my money. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for news. Let's get through these questions. Yep. If you want to send a question in, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. I will read this first one from Final Insanity. It says, if a game has a gr- has great gameplay, but has flaws in other areas, such as story, graphics, characters, whatever, how major do these flaws have to be to make a game go from simply being a flawed game to being a bad game? They have to affect the gameplay in a substantial way. And they have to be, or be a substantial <laughs> focus of the game. Sure. Like if I'm playing yep. an R- like a hundred hour RPG and the story is utter garbage, I'm gonna lose interest. Yep, for sure. Agreed. I don't know. I'm playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions right now, and that story is kind of garbage. Um, but I really like the gameplay, and that's what's kind of pushing me through it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Dedinsky says, "Let's get stupid for a second. According to the Funko Pop fandom site, Funko's line of pop figures are based on the Japanese style known as chibi, which means short and cute. Therefore, I pose this question to you. How big does a Funko Pop need to be before it's not considered short nor cute? Well, I already don't consider it cute, so it already succeeded there. (laughs) Uh, So, like, how how big does it have to be before it's not short? (laughs) This is some, like, existential fucking like philosophies right here two to three feet tall it was half as it was the size of a toddler it's too big that's a good point sure are there any funkos that are that big uh yes there are there's your there's your weekly sean gets dropped from the call i'm just looking up world's biggest funko pop Oh, this is just showing collections. I want to know the actual biggest one. <laughs> what question are we on? Dead in skis. Dead in skies. Oh. Okay. Oh, did you disconnect? Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, you, you disconnected for a second. Gotcha. Okay. How big does a Funko Pop need to be before it's not considered short nor cute? So how big does a Funko Pop need to be? I think toddler size is a good minimum for sure. 
You mean maximum? No, because you could get bigger, and then it's no oh. longer short. Yeah. But you could also get sh- shorter, and it would still be short. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Well, no, I'm saying, what do you consider uh, the minimum for being too tall to be considered short? Yeah, too tall. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I listen like if it's the well, size of a toddler, like three feet, that's fucking too much. That's pretty big, yeah, for a Funko Pop, for sure. That's the thing is, like, I'm comparing it to like a regular Funko Pop. So the minute it's like a foot, it's like this is a big Funko Pop. There are big Funko Pops, for sure. So do you consider those? Not short, then the like double size ones, or I think there's even like how big was a Thanos one? Wasn't there like a really big Thanos one or something? Probably, maybe I can't remember which ones there are. There's like bigger versions of can't, some things. Can't say I keep up with Funko Pop, gonna be real here. I'm gonna put big Funko Pop, Let's see what comes up here. <laughs> Notorious B.I.G. Okay, I'm done. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm done. I can't Google anything with Funko Pop in there because it will literally just bring me a Funko Pop with like the name of a product or a thing. Yeah, maybe like three feet. Mm-hmm. Like at the point where I start getting like uncomfortable because like if I saw one that was three feet yeah I would I would think like okay like they made a they made like a a fun big one for your for your office or something you know what I mean Uh like like hey look what Funko sent us it's a Dom from Gears Funko Pop and it's three (laughs) feet tall who wants where should we put this I don't know let's put it near the kitchen um but like you start getting to four feet, some adults are like four feet. Like they're sh- those are short adults, but that's an adult. Like yeah, I, what's what I'm so saying? Are like they short adults size, or large Funko Pops? Yeah, I agree. Like I would start wondering, can this can this Funko like buy alcohol? Can it can it drive a car? <laughs> like is it at that age now? <laughs> that age. What if you just saw like someone? What if you saw like a doppelganger of yourself, right? Looks looks exactly like you, except the face was the f- like had the Funko Pop <laughs> eyes. Isn't that just the plot of Coraline? <laughs> That's yeah, maybe it is. That's a good movie. I I own that movie, so maybe I'd be okay with that. That is a good movie. But like, what would you even do? Would you fight it? I think I have to. Right, just there start a be fight with one. it. Yeah. It's like sitting down, like drinking a coffee, and you're just like, no, you need to die now. Yeah, like, like, okay, so you come home, and it's in your house, just doing nor like it's 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 living out your life, but no one else can like tell the difference. As if it was like like Ditto from from the P- Detective Pikachu oh movie. God. That's basically what I'm talking about. That would piss me off so much. Just like come home, it's like, how do you not know that's not me? <laughs> what right but they're gonna think you're crazy i know totally oh that that's like the trope in movies that i can't stand when the main character is in the right right, but everyone else can't see it that drives me nuts 
Right, but you're you're going to be like, no, shoot him. He's the fake one. But he's going to say the same thing about you. Yeah. It's That's an when you say something battle. that no one else would know that you would say it. Or like that mm-hmm. the clone wouldn't know that you would say it. Yep. Right. Do you have like a do you have a go to thing? Not really. Don't have to say it on here. Yeah, there's no way I'd say it on here. Yeah, don't say it on here. Where you got one in your head? Oh yeah. yeah. But what if they had your memories too? Well, then I'd be like, well, damn. Damn. (laughs) Maybe we should be friends, and everything changes. Maybe I'm the clone. Maybe I was the clone all along. Just just, why can't we be friends? Twilight Zone (laughs) ending is like you find you find out you were the clone. Didn't that happen in like Spider Man? Oh yeah, that's where that's oh, yeah, Riley that's was. Spider, yeah. I don't want to talk yeah. about the Clone Saga. It's the most confusing what, and worst what, what part. Mean, of everyone's Spider-Man. favorite part of Spider Man. Yeah, I fucking hate it. <laughs> Maybe I was a clone all along. I don't know. I feel like th- this ends in a fight. Like that's how it happens in the movies, right? You'd have to fight it at some point. True. All right, next up uh, from VGC Kenny. When playing games, do you like to get through them as quickly as possible or do you like to savor the flavor? Uh, as long as the game hasn't overstayed its welcome, usually to savor it. If it's overstayed its welcome, get the fuck out. Yeah, this is a both situation. I really like to savor it till the point when I'm done and then I just want it fucking over. Just because then at usually that point, I'm just like, Oh, I guess I still have two hours left. Let's just get fucking through this. Let's stop doing side missions. Let's stop looking around. Let's just finish it so I can play next game in line. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of similar like when it comes to like collectibles, like I'll do like everything. And then if I know there's some stuff to like, like wrap up, but I finish the story, I'll usually just be like, well, I'm done. I'm not going to wrap that stuff up. So I usually force myself like, no, I got to do all these side quests because I know I'm not going to do them if I if I see the end of the game and see credits. Sure. Um, for the most part though, I'm get through as quickly as possible because my backlog keeps getting taller Mm. and it does not get shorter in any way. And one day it'll fall over on me and I will, I'll drown. I'm sure John's just thinking that's cute. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's adorable. (laughs) That's his backlog. It's a physical manifestation in his camera that you can see. (laughs) Meanwhile, I had friends that were legitimately concerned I was going to get crushed by a bookshelf years ago. Yeah, They're like, hey, we're going to find you dead underneath a pile of games someday, aren't we? I'm like, yeah, probably. Yep. He died how he lived. <laughs> like a hobo. <laughs> like a hoarder. That's that. That's definitely what happened in, like, in like your story if you were fighting the clone, is they would push the bookcase all over on top of you, or vice versa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Hayes AC writes, if you had to defeat an, oh man, an evil version of yourself on a video game challenge, which game would you pick? Consider that your double is as good as you. What strategy would you try? Wouldn't that mean everything is a tie? Well, I think in that case, you pick something that you know you're bad at and then hope luck is on your side. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you you pick something luck-based. Yep. Uh, bonus question. 
If the other two members of the podcast couldn't defeat their evil self, would you be able to win against them in the games selected by regular show? Okay, so now let's let's assume in some how you could beat the clone in a game you're good at. Uh What would you actually pick so that we can answer this? Right. Yeah. Fuck. Bomberman. What do they mean by double as good? Like, if I know it better, could I just, like, beat it faster than them, even though, like, they would pick it up quicker? Or do they just know the game? Consider that your double is as good. Yeah. So consider you're so they're, consider they're you both have the same skill level. As you are. You have the same skill level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, do they know the game? Like, or could I pick yeah. a game that, like, okay, so they know they're, exactly. They're literally they know it as much you. as you know They're it. literally you, but it's evil. You. It, yeah. It's Let's you, but a goatee. Exactly. Sean knows what's up. Right. But a goatee. I don't know what game I would try. Fuck. Tetris 99. I'm just going to say, uh, I'm going to say Rock Band. Why not? Okay. Have a cool drummer guitar <laughs> off against them. That would be kind of cool, actually. That's a good or, idea. Or DJ Hero. You know, give me, an, give me an excuse to play DJ Hero again. Man, I really like this idea of just like a dueling guitar back and forth on Rock Band with yourself. It's really good. Yep. Fuck, I'm stealing that if you're going to go DJ mm-hmm. Hero. That's good. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So then, so now we got to rotate. Which one? So I bet I could beat Paul's if I switch over to the guitar one, <laughs> since it was basically mine. Uh, there's no way I'm I'm be any good at Bomberman. Mm. I I can't beat Sean's. I've never played DJ Hero, and frankly, I don't think it looks that good. So <clears throat> that's just because you haven't played it. So no. you got to change that. No, I'm surprised you never played DJ Hero. Why? It's expensive. I, I didn't. Wa- yeah, I didn't want to buy another fucking thing to sit in my closet. Oh, but it's a really cool thing. <laughs> John, do you, do you think you can beat anyone, either of ours? What was it, DJ Hero and what did, what did Paul say? Like rock, rock band, band or Guitar Hero, one of the two. I could probably rock band. Depends on the instrument. Guitar specifically. I think you were saying guitar. Yeah. Could probably do it. But man, I I'm not as good as Guitar Hero as I used to be. I'm I'm the same for sure. I wouldn't be able to do Bomberman. I don't think. All right. Uh, that does it for questions. If you want to send in a question for next week, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. What is your game of the week? Link's Awakening. <sighs> I'll say Scourge Brainer. I'll say Children of Morta. Nice. Uh, not much to say. If you're a Blue Eyes backer, tomorrow the submission thread's going up, so submit your game for the poll for next week. Otherwise, we'll see you guys then. Um, we might do a Sonic the Hedgehog spoiler cast, because why not? <laughs> yeah. Bye. Later. Bye.